selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. It's about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. On Larry, all kinds of things. Hey, great to see you. You know what I just noticed? This might be one of the very first podcasts that we've done, and we have no representation of the gear. It's kind of weird, huh? It's all blue, blue, no red. Hey, it's all good. That doesn't mean this is not going to be authentic. (laughs) And from the heart to the core, we're going to have a great conversation today. Actually, today's going to be one of those super practical episodes where you're probably going to want to grab a pen and note paper. Or, hey, pick up the iPad wherever you take some notes, <laughs> because you're going to get a lot out of this conversation. And, and right now is uh, such an important time for us to innovate. It's such an important time for us to be um, on top of our game and creative and paying attention to what's going on. And uh, what's going on inside the Selling from the Heart community is, is just that. It's people helping people uh, up their game in every single area of sales and most recently uh, in the sales leaders mastermind, sales leaders coming together and saying, hey, let's figure this out. Let's figure out um, how to surmount some of the challenges that we face and how to develop in the process an authentic sales culture. It's, it's a huge aspect. And just like sales professionals need a community to hang out, so do sales leaders. And that's what I love that we put together the sales leaders mastermind group, Daryl. So if you're a sales leader or you know one or you work for one, they're going to love the Sales Leaders Mastermind. You're going to love it. Uh, It's a fantastic gathering of sales leaders, VPs of sales, CROs, and sales managers, anybody that has a team working with them and for them. um, uh, It's fantastic. And we're gathering and solving each other's problems every month on the second Tuesday. You can learn more about how to get involved at sellingfromtheheart.net slash mastermind. Uh, and we'd love to have you join us. This is, uh, this is people helping people. This is uh, authentic sales leaders getting together and say, hey, saying, let's, hey, let's figure out how to make our lives, our teams, and our results better. Uh, sales leaders mastermind, sellingfromtheheart.net slash mastermind. Well, we have a mastermind in the studio. Hey, that was a great segue. Hey, thank you, Larry. I'm getting better and better at masterful segues. We've got a mastermind himself, a one-man mastermind, uh, an expert that you're absolutely going to love. And uh, it's with great pleasure that we invite and welcome Sam Richter to the Sun for the Heart studio. Sam, Sam, it's great to have you here. Well, hey, guys, it is such an honor. You know, for so many years, uh, I've been... Um, listening to the show, watching the show and watching all my buddies. And I'm like, what do I have to do? Why am I not good enough? And so I feel like I've now got my certificate, my graduate degree, because I get to hang out with you guys. (laughs) Well, there you go. The honor is all ours, Sam. And uh, there's certainly something that that triggered that. And and I bet we're going to learn about that today. There was something that pushed this over the edge. Hey, we're glad you're here, though. And this is the right time for you to be here. 
and our conversation is going to be super practical. But as we get started, Sam, you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers, and that is what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Well, I think uh, sales has got such a negative connotation. You know, I'm going to make convince somebody to buy something. And, and there are certainly salespeople out there that have that as a core value. But I think what really, to me, selling from the heart means is that it, sales is, is an incredibly noble profession because when done correctly, all we're doing is we're trying to figure out what's going on in the other person's world. What do they care about? What are their goals? What do they want to achieve? And can my company, can my solution? And today where the salesperson is so very important, my expertise, can I help that other individual, that prospect, that client achieve their goals a little more efficiently, a little more effectively, a little more profitably? then they might be able to do on their own. If the answer is yes, then I'm going to help you get there. Now, we might do that by closing a sale. There'll be an exchange of value. And if, if not, that's fine. You know, I know a lot of other people. I'm happy, happy to help steer you in the right direction. But to me, that's what selling from the heart is all about. It's, it's really a mindset. I know as Mark Hunter, who I know you've had on many times, is, uh, you know, talks about the mindset of sales. It's really a mindset that, that I'm, not, I'm not trying to convince you to do something. I'm trying to help you achieve your goals. Oh, I, I love this, Sam. And, and oftentimes I've said, you know, it's the alignment of the head and the heart, and then we marry in skill set. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we, if we look at, there are so, and this is a great segue, by the way, Daryl, into this, there's so many tools that salespeople have today to help their clients and future clients do better business that it's it's mind-blowing what are what are some of the ways that you're seeing that salespeople could really leverage tools that are out there to help engage in some of these conversations so they can put them in places to be of help and to be of service yeah well it's a great question and i think when we think of tools and technology the the one we always come to immediately uh, for salespeople, daryl is crm right is customer <laughs> relationship management and, uh, you know, what, what I have found, and I, I love your guys' opinion on this, uh, but what I have found is people are doing, a, or companies are doing a great job on the C part, the customer part. You know, they, they know who's looking at their website, who's interacting socially, how many times somebody calls customer service, what's the average order size, how many times do they order. They're doing really good on the customer side. They're really good, doing really good on the management side in the sense of they're automating processes. Ooh, a new customer comes in, a new client, a prospect. Let's, you know, we'll click this checkbox, do that pull down menu, and it sets up a whole automation. Where I find that companies are misusing or not using, probably a better phrase, the CRM is in the R part, the relationship part. Listen, we've all written books. We all have podcasts. We've all, you know, get on the stage and we talk about that, hey, I've got the greatest way to help you sell. But let's let's be blunt, guys, be, between the three of us here and, well, I see <laughs> The few million people listening to your podcast. There you um, go, Sam. You know, <laughs> just don't sales, don't anybody tell anyone this. It's yeah, just quiet, for us. Right? <laughs> all of us, all of us use some of Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People in anything that we teach. It's it's all about the other person. What do they care about? How mm -hmm. do we ask relevant questions? How do we show that we care? That really has never changed. And so I think in today's world, unfortunately, we're we're everything's been so data-driven, we've taken that, we've almost lost that a little bit, that it's still about the people. It's still about providing value. It's still about engaging with people. People do business with people who they like, who they trust. How do we get them to like us and trust us? 
and, and I, I guess that's the, I'm not sure that exactly answered your question as it relates to tools, but theoretically, I think that we've got some great tools. We need to use those tools better to strengthen those relationships. Oh, hey, Daryl, Daryl and I have gotten to these conversations and you just said something that, that was huge. And these are phrases that I think are, they're going to stand the test of time long after we're off this planet as people buy from people, people mm -hmm. buy from people they know, like, and trust. We all know that. You use the word relationships. This is where I see the golden opportunity for sales leaders and salespeople is improve the relational skill set and the people skill set that you have. Watch what starts happening to these conversations. Mm -hmm. I'm a big believer. Conversations build relationships and relationships drive business. Oh, you're so right, Larry. And, and you know, we've all read the, 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 the same books. We've gone to the same courses. And everybody talks about the need to ask great questions. And we all nod our head. Oh, yeah, I've got to ask great questions. So I like to say, what's the second most powerful word in sale? You know, the, the, the first most powerful word in sales is two words. It's I'll buy. But the, uh, the second most powerful word in sales, in my opinion, is the word permission. Permission. You have to have permission to ask those challenging questions. You have to have permission. How do you gain permission? Well, I tell you how you don't gain it. You don't walk in and say, tell me about you guys. What's right. keeping you up at night? <laughs> what industries do you sell into? Come on. You know, what's the likelihood that your prospect has, for lack of a better term, not only Googled your company, Googled your product, they probably Googled you, the salesperson. So our buyers today have buyer's intelligence. What are you doing to get sales intelligence, to understanding the other person? You know, we, we, we've all used the term, we all participate in social selling and, hey, you got to be on LinkedIn, you got to be on Twitter, you got to be posting 30 times a day, right? And that's all well and good. Of course, we need to do that. But for most, most people don't say, hey, um, just raised $5 million from a VC today. I think I'm going to go on Twitter and find somebody <laughs> to spend it with. Mm -hmm. so, so all those activities are incredibly important, but they're really a function of marketing. Those get you in what we call the maybe pile. The maybe pile is you're one of three. Now, once you're in the maybe pile, from your prospect's perspective, all three can do the job or you wouldn't be in the maybe pile. All three can do the job at the price that the prospect's willing to pay. So how do you differentiate? Kind of get back to what both of you said. It's all about the people and understanding what they care about. I think that's beautiful. And, you know, you take this this concept of intention, which you talked about at the beginning with, with selling from the heart, like you have the intention of really helping somebody and you're showing up, you give a rip, you care um, and all of that. But that intention needs to be backed by some intelligence or some insight. Right. And yet it's, you know, we show up as salespeople and we think we're asking a great question. So what are your top three strategic initiatives this year? Well, look that up, <laughs> right? And, and ask a specific question about a specific initiative um, rather than these these general questions and signal that you're someone that does your homework and actually might be able to bring some some insight to the conversation and some intelligence to the table that's going to be helpful. I think that's what's going to set you apart in the stack of three or five or however many people are in the stack. Everyone else is spewing facts and figures. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I've discovered and, and uh, hats off to Charlie Green and trust-based selling. You know, he said, once you get in the stack, basically, it's now the question of, can I trust you? And the huge part of trust is delivering that meaningful value. 
um, which is context specific insight. And, uh, but there's places to get that now. Right. And this is what's so cool. I loved as we were talking in the green room before the show, you were talking about, uh, the good old days when we drove up (laughs) to the, the phone book, uh, the phone book, the phone book in the phone booth, you know, with that little tiny, uh, uh, silver looking, uh, disc that we put in there and tell us a little, unpack that story for us. Cause I think this is so um, powerful of a mindset when we think about where we've we've landed in the midst of this deluge of information. Yeah, I'll tell you a story that <laughs> in my in my keynotes. It's a story about my father-in-law Ken Livingston. Now Ken worked for Packaging Corporation of America, and he was one of their top salespeople. He sold corrugated boxes, <laughs> about as commodity as commodity can get, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Ken uh, died uh, at his funeral 24 years ago. So as I, you know, I, I kind of divide the world into date ranges. So there's A, B, <laughs> or C, E. What's B, G? It's before Google, right? <laughs> and that's when our world came. So I like to say Ken, Ken passed away, um, let's call it 2 A-G, 2 after Google. So, <laughs> so he dealt this oh, this is classic. Yeah, so, so we're at, we're at the funeral and... Um, mm. I would say dozens, probably 60 of Ken's customers came up and talked to my wife. Oh, we loved Ken. Ken Ken knew all about our company. He knew where we wanted to go. He knew when we were expanding. He mm. knew about my kids. He knew that, you know, what school they're going to. He knew my anniversary. He knew what my favorite candy was. And as I was talking to you guys before, you know, how is it possible that Ken, BG, knew more about his prospects than most people know today. Most salespeople know today. And today, you know, we, we've got this. We can pull up theoretically every word ever written in history, yet we don't do it. Now, part of that is time. When Ken operated, when Ken was in sales, what did he do? He took his prospects out for two-hour lunches. Why? Because his prospects knew nothing about him, and he knew nothing about them. And so people were willing to give up two hours out of their day to meet with people. You could engage, you could build a relationship, you could use your rapport, understand the other person. Well, today, we don't get two hours. Heck, we don't even eat lunch, most of us, much less a two-hour lunch. So a lot of it's this, you know, we get 20 minutes with somebody. So we, we feel that we need to dive right into the three-ring binder, the PowerPoint presentation, the videos <laughs> that marketing teams put together, because we've only got 20 minutes, so we talk about ourselves. Well, is I like to, you know, kind of the, the opening of my training is people are massively passionate about one thing. What is it? It's themselves. They don't care about you, but they massively talk about or care about themselves. So how do we make sure the first words out of our mouth are about the other person? The good news is there's some real easy ways to do that. You know, tech uh, resources like Google News. So you go in, you type in the name of a company, and I'm going to give you some search tricks here. When you're in Google, put the name of a company within quotation marks. It'll work without it. It'll always work best with it. Reason being was when you put words within a quotations, Google treats that, those words as a single entity. So for example, if I go in and type in Sam Richter, well, you'll get lots of Sam Richters, uh, but you'll also get Uncle Sam talking about the Richter scale. You know, those two words <laughs> somewhere on the page, but Sam Richter put it in quotes or General Electric within quotes, General Mills within quotes. You're telling the search engine those needs to be in that exact order every time. Okay. Now on the results page, we're going to click on the news tab. What's going on in the other person's world? Now, oftentimes those news articles can be really old. What are we going to do? Over on the right-hand side of that, there's going to be a little button called tools. Click on it. 
a drop-down menu is going to appear that allows you to sort that allows you to sort your web search results in this example articles by date. Calling on a big company, find me an article from the past week, the past month. Make sure the first words out of your mouth are about the other person. Hey, congratulations, I see you guys are expanding. Wow, I didn't know you were getting into that industry. Hey, I, I see that you guys are facing some new regulatory issues. Talk about them. What's going on in their world? Look at their company social media posts, their LinkedIn posts, maybe even their Facebook posts. What's going on in their world? What do they care about? Maybe even doing some industry research if you're not familiar with the industry. What are some of the trends going on? Make sure you understand what's going on in the other person's world so you can ask good questions. Of course, you're also going to do some basic information searching. How big is the company? How many employees? What's their revenue? And then if it's a publicly traded company, download their annual report and read the CEO's letter. Geez, they're going to tell you what's going <laughs> on. You know, if the CEO is talking about their big initiative for 2022, 2023 is green and sustainability. Well, guess what? If, I, if, my, if my company has 30 different features I could sell you, but if one of them is green, what am I going to do? I'm going to say, hey, I was reading your annual report. I saw that sustainability is a big issue for you. Uh, you know, there's, you probably know there's lots of things my widget can do here. But I, I want to focus today on a couple of stories on how we've helped other companies just like you achieve their sustainability goals about eight months faster than anybody thought possible. Don't you think that's more inter interesting than if I walk in and say, tell me about you guys? Oh, uh, the, there is there is so much gold in what you had just said. In, but we continue to struggle with this is in a couple, in five seconds, like you said, I can find out anything I want to find out about Sam Richter or Daryl mm -hmm. Amy or even myself with a couple of searches. Same with a company. But yet, th th this, is, this is why I'm a big believer. Relationship funnel building drives sales funnel growth. Yep. And this is the very beginning stages is the more that I can share how much I know about what's going on in your world, the more all of a sudden that light bulb goes off and goes, that person cares. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, there's, I, I've even built, now for full transparency, I built this website. Google News misses a lot of industry trade journals and smaller newspapers. So I built a website. It's completely free. You don't have to register. It's called yougotthenews.com, Y-O-U-G-O-T-T-H-E-N-E-W-S, yougotthenews.com. You actually have to type that in the web address because you won't find it. You'll find articles about it in, in Google, but I don't index it in Google. And that will, when you, when you go there, you can sort by news articles, press releases, social media posts, videos, podcasts. I, especially on a larger company, I'll go right to press releases. Why? Mm -hmm. Because that's the company telling me what's important to them. Yes. Bring it up. Talk about the other person. It's not that hard. The, the other area that I think is, can be really powerful is also is uh, many um, sales experts talk about this, but the concept of sales triggers, right? So how do we find out who we should be talking to? Mm -hmm. So that, that's, that can also be um, uh, really a, a, a part of that relationship because again, then we're not selling somebody. We're selling somebody who we know needs our product right now. And we can find a lot of those sales triggers doing online searching as well. Well, that's fantastic, and I think this is is putting a lot of uh, a lot of practicality around good intention. And you know, I think good intention of any authentic sales rep is to be 
a trusted advisor to become a trusted advisor, be seen as a trusted advisor. But in order to, to get that position, you have to be able to bring advice and that advice needs to be specific. Uh, what are some ways we talk about triggers? Uh, we talk about, you know, ding, 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 flag. That, you know, this is the person to call the company to reach out to at the, at yeah. the right time. Um, you know, how, how it, it's obvious if you know those, that type of intel, you're going to be much more effective. What are some very practical ways as we're thinking about this today that, that sales leaders and, and sales professionals can put together triggers that, that give them the, Hey, this is, this is the right person and this is the right time. Sure. So, you know, I have a, I develop a lot of technology tools. So for example, I've got a list building tool. Why? Because so many people want lists. So let's say that you sell a commercial HVAC equipment and, and let's say you're in Orlando. And now you could say to me, Sam, can, I'd like a list of every commercial build, uh, building owner, every commercial owner, every CEO of commercial buildings or warehouses in Orlando. And I can get you that list. And listen, I'm not saying that a big number isn't important. We've got to, obviously sales is a numbers game. We've got to have enough suspects or prospects in the top of the funnel. But of those 15,000 names, would it also be cool if I could say of those 15,000, here are the 20 that have specifically said they'll be building a new warehouse next month. Now I can get in early. I might even help help them spec it out. Again, using that sustainability. Hey, I, uh, I saw that your CEO talked about green energy, sustainability. I could show you all the different commercial HVAC units, but let me show you one that will help you fulfill, almost immediately fulfill that sustainability goal. The good news is sales triggers are searchable. Because think about it. What are some key sales triggers? A new executive hire, a merger or an acquisition, new construction or expansion, funding activities. All of those are typically followed by, when once the decision has been made by the company, typically followed by a press release, an industry article, a social media post. Those are all searchable. Let's use the example of HVAC in Orlando. Here's the key. Think like the author. If I was writing an author of a newsletter, an industry article, what words might I put in that article? It might be words like warehouse or, now when I'm doing searching, or, or in all uppercase, a space before and after the or. When you put or in uppercase, you're telling any search engine, I'm either looking for this or I'm looking for that. So I might say uh, warehouse or facility or building. I'm going to put that in parentheses. I'm going to treat that like a mathematical equation. Then my next set of parentheses might say um, commercial or manufacturing. And then I'm going to say and Orlando. I'm looking for those words that are in the search. Then I'm going to add just a couple other words. Announces or finalizes or planning. What words would I put in there that would be forward looking? I'll run my search. Now, I don't even have to go to Google News at this point. I'm just going to run my search. Now, I'm going to get a bunch of articles that are old. Same tip I gave earlier. Head on over to the right side of Google Search Results, the Tools button. Drop-down menu appears. Sort by past year. Sort by past month. Now, when I call on the... First off, I'm going to read the article. Typically, the decision maker is going to be in the article. The CEO, <laughs> the Director of Operations. I'm going to reach out on LinkedIn. 
now instead of doing the 11 most boring words in the English language, which is, would you like, I, I probably don't know the 11 off the top of my head, but <laughs> if you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, you know, right. uh, I'm going to say, hey, couldn't help but notice that you'll be expanding or saw that article in Thermoplastics Digest. We'll be, you'll be expanding your plant. I know that uh, green energy uh, sustainability is one of the big initiatives you have. I would love to connect with you. Maybe I, you know, hopefully I can share with you some ideas. Now that's off the top of my head. I do that in a LinkedIn connection. I'm going to get a 50 to 70% acceptance rate. Now I'm going to continue to follow up. But when I call, I have something interesting to say. And I'm going to share a story of how I've helped another company achieve their goals with their HVAC unit. You see how yeah. we can find them and then we can leverage that information, immediately Absolutely. start building trust. Now I'm no longer the low-priced HVAC salesperson. I'm an expert. And Kev, this is so good. This is what moves from connection to conversation Correct. seamlessly and quite fast. Yeah. And that's what many in sales don't realize is what Sam just shared is pure gold because the likelihood that when you say, you know, what Sam had just shared in that example, I bet that that connection request is probably even north of, of that. Yeah. But what happens next is pure gold because you've already broken that barrier. The entry point to, hey, would you mind hopping onto a conversation? How open-minded would you be to it? Just escalates probably tenfold. Oh, for sure. Let me give you a couple other sales triggers that are really easy to find when you think about it. Mm-hmm. It's estimated that 70% or that, that um, when a new executive is hired, CTO, CEO, CFO, they'll spend 70% of their first year budget in the first three months. Why? Well, unless it was a planned succession, why was that person brought in? Because something wasn't working at the company. Now, if it's a CEO, what does that CEO want to do? They want to impress the board. They want to impress the staff. That CTO wants to show some new technology. Some, they're op- they don't have any legacy vendors and they're totally open to creative ideas. What do you think happens anytime a company hires a new CTO, CEO, CSO, see anything, oh, they put out a press release. What words would go in that press release? Um, let's say I'm looking for new, new executives in Denver. Denver. In, in quotation marks, new president or new CEO or new chief. So, or in all uppercase, new chief, I'm putting it in quotes, new president, putting it in quotes. What other words would go in there if I was writing a press release? Uh, welcomes, announces, announced, those kinds of words. Boom, Google search results, tools, past month. Ooh, there are some sales triggers. New executives have been hired in the past month. One of my favorites is funding. <laughs> Anytime a company receives VC funding, right? The company receives $50 million, right? I'm pretty sure the venture capitalists didn't go to the CEO of that company and say, you know, um, the economy is kind of tough right now. Why don't you put that $50 million in an indexed conservative mutual fund? <laughs> right. Because I like to tell sales teams, look, they're going to spend $50 million. The only question is, who, are they going to spend it with you or your competitor? Do your homework reach out. Not only do they have to spend it, but I've been involved with companies that have received venture capital. Those executives at the company are under huge amounts of pressure to buy new equipment, hire new people, expand manufacturing, whatever it is. They're not sitting around and waiting because 
that VC starts, they want to get their money back as soon as possible. Maybe you've done work with other venture-backed companies. You've helped them ramp up faster than they could ever possibly have done on their own. We're not going to go in and talk about my bells and whistles of my widget manufacturing device. I'm going to go in and share a story of how I helped another company who just went public, who just received VC funding, get their operations up faster than they ever thought imaginable. That's the power of sales triggers and doing your homework. Beautiful. I love it. And I just, I'm thinking of, of Mike Schultz's work in Insight Selling, where he surveyed all these buyers and 85% of them, uh, if my memory serves me correct, it was most, you could probably round it up and say virtually <laughs> every one of them said, we want a sales professional that brings us insight. We want a sales professional that right. comes to us not with generic questions, not with generic PowerPoints, but real insight. And the way to get insight is to do what you're talking about today. Sam, this has been incredibly practical. Everyone listening, and we told you to take notes. You may have to rewind on this one. But I have a sneaking suspicion that many of the people listening in are going to want to learn more. Sam, uh, what's a what's a great place to take a deeper dive on this? Sure. So my website for any company that want me to come out or talk to them, just go to samrichter.com. Again, I'm, I, there are lots of other Sam Richters in the world, but if I'm <laughs> any good at what I do, I've, I've virtually killed them all. So the <laughs> player, the minor league baseball player, the guy who sells vinyl blinds, he's on like page 40. Of Google. <laughs> you can just type my name into Google and I'll be there. Behind me, I built this product that, for lack of a better term, it automates everything I'm talking about today. So there's a whole section that automates sales triggers. So to get a little geeky tech on you here, uh, Google allows you to do a 30-word search, LinkedIn a 10-word search. My system is, sits on top of those, and I can do a 500 and 800-word search. So you just type in the city. There'll be a button that says funding, funding activity, and it'll pull up all of the recent funding activity in that city. You can go in and type in a company name, click search by function, and it will pull up not only the people with the job title, but all of the synonyms. So for example, under HR, it'll pull up HR, human resources, talent, recruiter. It pulls, it pulls up all the synonyms of the core functions. And I build these out for specific industries. The, the program is called Intel Engine. And I did a horrible job with branding because I chose a really goofy name. You can kind of <laughs> see it behind me. It's I-N-T-E-L and then N-G-I-N.com. I-N-T-E-L ngin.com. And I've got them for pretty much. So when I go and speak, I build one out for that company slash their industry. And then I make it, I make generitize it a little bit and then make it available. So any industry you can probably think of, I've got an Intel engine. So it'll focus just on those activities, just on the decision makers in that specific industry. Fantastic. Oh, this is good. Sam, what a, what a great conversation. What super practical ideas today. Uh, thank you so much for sharing time with us and with our audience. This, uh, this has been fantastic. You're, you're a, uh, what a resource. Just thank you. Thank you. Well, no. let's just go sell from the heart. We'll sell from here, but we'll do it with better information. Oh, That's there you great. go, Sam. Thanks. I love it. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Have a super day. Larry, oh, I told wow. everybody at the beginning to get a pen and paper. I bet there's some people that are hitting the rewind button right now to go back and take some notes on this, because what we're talking about here. Uh, I think is right at the core of selling from the heart. Yeah, it's authentic relationships, but the other side of that coin of building yep. trust as we talk about is meaningful value and, and you got to do your homework. 
And don't be like Sam's father-in-law, right? Don't well, be like him. Don't be don't be today's version you, uh, where you got so overwhelmed with the amount of data you didn't take the time to get to know your prospects and clients. Um, you know, we may not get the two-hour lunches, but we have the ability to to take some tools and do some research and be able to know our clients in a way that's really, really helpful. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there are no excuses anymore. I mean, there, there really isn't. There's so much information, whether that be about your clients, your marketplace, your industries, the industries you're serving, your future clients. It's all at your fingertips. It's taking the time and having the discipline to uncover what is it that I can learn to help them do better business. There's so much right at our fingertips. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a great conversation. And what I love about the Selling from the Heart community, authentic sales professionals actually care enough to do this work and to to take the time to figure out uh, what's important to their clients and prospects. And I love I love what Sam shared. This is great. I'm so excited, Larry, about all that's going on. We've got a great roster of guests coming up throughout the spring. Uh, We've got the inside the mastermind group the Sales Leaders Mastermind, and a huge shout out to everybody who's engaged in that, in helping one another be excellent at what we do, building authentic sales culture, solving our problem. If that sounds like you, if that sounds fun, and you're a sales leader, come join us at sellingfromtheheart.net slash mastermind. Larry, this is fun. We've got an exciting, uh, just so many exciting things going on right now. And I just want to say to you, And to everyone out there, I'm grateful to be a part of this movement. I'm grateful uh, for this movement of authenticity that's happening right now in the sales profession. As we always say, it's a movement. It's a movement around authenticity, sincerity, and deep business substance within the sales world, Daryl. Yeah. So, hey, thank you to everybody who is uh, subscribing, liking, and most importantly, leaving reviews on this podcast on whatever platform uh, you use to listen to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your review helps us spread the word and grow that movement. All right. And well, until next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, take time to do some research and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.